the mom to mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. Summer is upon us, mamas, and if you're like September and me and live in a place that is buried under snow for what feels like 95% of the year, you want to take full advantage of all three weeks of it. You welcome the sunburned noses, the skinned knees, and even the mosquito bites that are the required dress code of summer. Some moms, whether because of personality or maybe daily responsibilities, find summer easy but become less structured, more breezy, and naturally more fun. Maybe that's you. But for some of us, our expectations of summer fall far short from our realities. We want to be the summer fun mom, but maybe we're the type A mom, or maybe our schedules and responsibilities don't shift, and we just prefer the great indoors. But here's the thing. No matter our responsibilities or daily schedules, you and I most likely only have 18 summers to spend with our kids without adulthood handing them adultish things. 18, just 18 chances to squeeze in adventures and make lasting memories. Let's not let this summer just slip by. Let's grab a hold of it and make the best of it. I'm in. I hope you are too. Today, we're joined by the mother behind one of my favorite accounts to follow on social media. As a homeschooling, Jesus-loving, countercultural mom, she's not only a kindred spirit to so many moms listening, she's an inspiration who challenges us to fight for joy and adventure in our home. Please help me welcome Greta Eskridge to the show. Greta, we're so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I'm really thrilled to be with you guys. Well, Greta, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family for those listeners who aren't familiar with your ministry. Okay. I am a second generation homeschooling mom. So I was homeschooled myself and I am thrilled to be homeschooling my four kids. They range in age from 18 to 10, three sons, one daughter, and we have been homeschooling for their entire life. So we're together a lot and I still love it. Let's see what else. I married to my high school sweetheart. We have been married for almost 24 years. He's an artist and just fills our house with creativity and lots of color. We love nature, uh, try to be outside as much as we can. We live in Southern California, so it's a little easier, I think, than where it snows a lot. (laughs) I'm a writer and a speaker. Like you said, I just love inviting parents into experiencing joy, adventure, and connection with their families. I love how you made the clarification. You've been homeschooling your kids since the beginning, and you still love it. I think that needs to be said (laughs) from time to time. Yeah. Well, you speak and you write a lot about adventuring with your family, not just in the summertime, obviously, but all the time. What, why are adventures so important to you? Adventures are important to me because I think they're incredibly uh, connecting. Mm. And I always remind parents that connection is our goal. So adventure is the vehicle, but connection is the goal. And I think adventures are just an incredibly powerful vehicle for cultivating connection. 
And that's because they get us out of our everyday routine. They get us out of our norm. I I know from personal experience that they help me like lift my head away from the to-do list that is always there hanging over my shoulders. While it is important to get those things done, they also can become the whole point. And I don't want the to-do list. I don't want all of the things that I feel like I have to accomplish every day or that I need to accomplish every day to be my driving force. My driving force always needs to be connecting with my kids. Sometimes I have to step away from the routine to help me accomplish that. And so whether that's reading a book together and adventuring through the pages of a book, going on a hike, saying, yes, let's make pumpkin muffins in the middle of summer. (laughs) That's an adventure Um, (laughs) or something bigger, like going on a camping trip, whether it's small or big, getting away from our structured routine and that um, ever present list of things that we need to do. It helps, it helps cultivate connection. And I care about that so much. Love that. Mm, You would have been so proud of me last week, Greta. I came back from the chiropractor on the first, first not snowy, rainy day of the year. I walked in the door and I said, guys, put your shoes on. We're going down to the lake right now. And that's kind of so not my norm. I feel like I am an adventurous mom, but I'm, I'm a planner. Mm -hmm. So I plan lots of adventures. I tend to not be the spontaneous, Hey, here's an idea that just popped into my head. Kind of mom. What about you, Kate? Are you the adventurous grandma? I think so. I mean, I I try to do fun things. I always, whenever we go, we're an hour apart, so we don't get to see our grandkids all the time. But whenever I go, I bring something that's fun, hopefully that we can do outside. I just bought them kites last week. We were going down and and I asked them, do they have kites? Like, no, we have one crummy one from the dollar store. So I got good kites and we went, we had fun and they live on a farm, big 37 acre farm. So we'll go pick blackberries, go smell the honeysuckles, you know, just do fun things like that outdoors. And then when they come to our house, we're in a community that we don't have a big yard. There's not a lot, a lot of place to play outside, but we, at Christmas time, we got them one of those really cool basketball things. It's electric and you can throw the balls in and the kids love it. They always want my phone because they want to play some games and I'm, nope, we're going to go, let's do this. Let's play whatever it is, board games, Uno, whatever I can think of to keep that phone out of their hands. And I know my daughter's good about that too. She doesn't, she's homeschooling as well. Six of them. Well, the sixth is a baby, but she's homeschooling them, gets them outdoors. They just put in a giant garden. So they're doing things all the time out in the garden and outside with that many acres, which you need when you have four little boys. So (laughs) I try to do adventurous, fun things with them, not just be the, I don't know, boring grandma. I want to be the fun grandma. Well, we're specifically talking about summertime adventures today. When I think of adventures in the summer months, I think of a week-long vacation, preferably at the beach because I'm a beach girl, not a mountain girl. But what does summer adventure mean to you, Greta? Oh, gosh, I think that just the the freedom that we have in summer to be able to maybe make a bigger mess because, you know, we don't have to uh, worry about getting schoolwork done first or cleaning up <laughs> so that we can get back to school in the morning. So art projects are fun. I remember one year, the first day of summer vacation. I surprised the kids and was like, Hey, we're going to do an art project and we're going to use spray paint. And they were just like, 
what spray paint? Yes. I mean, what little kid doesn't love spray paint? So we got the big masks and made a spray booth in the backyard with drop paint, drop cloths and, and tin cans and hammers and nails. And they were so excited because it was something that was going to require a little more time, but in summer we have the freedom to do that. So I think, um, you know, art projects or cooking projects, making the freedom to make a little more mess, also lots of outdoor things, of course, in the summer and going someplace new. That is a big one. I think we, again, that can relate to time. Maybe you have time as a family for a vacation or even just saying, oh, we have time to take a whole day. We're going to take a day trip to a town, a couple or a park or whatever, a couple hours away, which maybe during the school year, you wouldn't have as much time. I love visiting new places. It's so exciting. Even if it's someplace local, it's just the thrill of something new. And my kids do too. So I think those are some of the things that I look forward to about adventuring in the summer. I loved how you talked about cooking, making pumpkin muffins in the summer, because I love to cook. (laughs) And particularly with my granddaughter, if I'm baking something or they're over, I will get her to help me because it's teaching her too. Yeah. So we love doing stuff like that and art. We now haven't done the spray paint booth. That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't I don't know what my daughter will think. I'm going to be looking for that <laughs> on your Instagram account, Kate. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> the next grandchild adventure. I love the fact that you allow baking to count as an adventure. Mm, I guess totally. I wouldn't have thought of that, but just um, anything kind of outside of the norm, I would imagine yeah. falls under the category of adventure. You mentioned a couple times places that are new, mm-hmm. new experiences. We talk a lot about on the show about the importance of establishing traditions and mm-hmm. roots and routines. I actually have yes. a book coming out in September that speaks to that and the importance of that. So I'm curious, is there value in habitual adventures, like doing things that are deeply familiar? Do you always have to go somewhere new or do something that you've never done before in order for it to feel like an adventure or have maybe the same gravity as something Mm. new? Oh, I love that you brought that up because I think it's so valuable to have the same adventures again and again. In fact, in my first book, which is called Adventuring Together, I have a whole chapter dedicated to the idea of the power and value in recreating or experiencing the same adventures. And the reason for that is that builds, like you said, the, the idea of tradition, and it really cements those memories. But something exciting that happens when we redo the same thing is that it is never exactly the same. And so there is this joy in the familiar, but there's also joy in the discovery in a familiar place. So as a family, we hike uh, almost every week and therefore we are repeating hikes year after year. It's amazing to like, we have particular spring hikes, right. And, um, to go and see how they change from year to year. And it's the same place, exact same hike, but some years we've gone and there have been thousands and thousands of frogs. Mm. And then the next year we go and because the rain came at a different time, there are tadpoles and they're not frogs, um, yet. And then another year we'll go and the pond is totally dry and there's, no tadpoles or frogs. And we're like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen next year? And then we go next year and it's a new discovery. So the 
familiar breeds just something so peaceful and calming and connecting, but then being able to experience it in a new way, even though it's the same place or the same activity, it's wonderful. I'm a huge fan of repeat adventures. And it's good to remember that the place might be the same, but every time you go, you aren't the same person. You know, your kids are constantly adding to their personhood Mm -hmm. um, every day as they experience new things, read new books, watch different movies, introduced to different people and experiences. And they're bringing all of that with them every time they go to that Mm -hmm. same place. So Mm -hmm. the place might be the same, but the child Mm -hmm. never is. Yeah. And I love too when you revisit a place or you revisit an experience, there's that trigger that happens and everybody starts to say, oh, remember when Mm -hmm. this happened? Remember that one time? And those are so connecting those memories that you've shared and then you laugh about them. And, and those just cultivate that connection, which is something, like I said, that's so important to me. And I think that those create those deep family roots or even with friends, because we adventure a lot with our friends too. And it just makes those roots grow deeper and you enjoy those memories together. Mm -hmm. I find that as a grandma too, when they come over, they love to come to our house and there are just certain things they want to do. Can we do this? Can we do that? So we've, we've got those traditions Mm -hmm. and then we try to do different things and, and take them different places. But they love to come and do those certain things that we just always do. They, they know they're going to get mac and cheese when they come because that's their favorite thing. And I'm teaching Audrey how to do it my way. It's very cheesy. You wouldn't like it, Jamie. <laughs> Too cheesy for you. But it's things like that, that just that they know are traditions. But again, we try to do it a little differently because they're all growing. Every time I see them, they're all a little bit older. So their desires and what they want to do changes. But it's it's always fun. Greta, tell us about that mom who doesn't have much of a budget or maybe the working mom who has limited time or the, that chronically ill mom who just doesn't have much energy. Do you have any ideas for these kind of moms and how to cultivate those summer adventures? Yes, for sure. I really can relate to that mom because growing up, some of those were the situations that you just described were, were the ones that I lived with. My mom, um, was she had physical limitations. So taking us out hiking or, you know, camping, bike riding, even those things were either really hard or at sometimes impossible for her. So we had to do adventures together at home. And then budget wise, you know, we were growing up, we're single income family. My dad worked, my mom stayed home with us and we were a family of four. So we didn't have an extravagant budget for trips or vacations, or sometimes we had zero budget for those things. And so I would say that I still feel deeply connected to my mom because of the way she purposely cultivated relationship with us in the confines of what she had. And one of the best ways that she connected with us was through reading and through books. I can still recall so many different books we've read together, places we visited together through the pages of a book, like reading the book, The Yearling, which takes place in Florida. I felt like I had been to Florida. I had experienced this place because the book brought it to life for us. 
and reading all the Anne of Green Gables books and going to Prince Edward Island through the pages of a book, but doing it with my mom. The dream is always that we'll be able to go visit those places in real life. Maybe that will happen, but even if it doesn't, it doesn't lessen the joy of the experience that I got to have sitting next to my mom, cuddling with her in bed, drinking cups of tea, reading those books, having those experiences together. So I cannot recommend enough adventuring through the pages of a book. And if you are like, well, I don't know what books to read. I don't know how to make that happen. There's so many different ideas. And in both my first and second books, I talk about them. I have book lists and ideas for how to do that. I think that there's this whole comparison thing, right? Like if my kids and my family, if we're not like climbing uh, Mount Everest together, we're not an adventurous family. And it's very easy to get caught in that comparison trap. But if instead we really utilize what we have, which there's so much available to us just at the library, and then taking the books that we bring home and expanding the adventure with the book in really purposeful ways, we can do a lot. So I say adventure through books. It's a perfect summertime activity, but also one you could do all year long. I told you Greta was a kindred spirit, mamas. There you go. <laughs> She's speak, speaking our language. She is, but even through just games that you can play with your kids indoors, yeah. there's tons of board games, card yes. games, teach them how to play yeah. chess. I mean, that's, that's a tough one. That'll work your brain. I can't play it, but backgammon I can do, but things like that, that really help them grow and use their minds. I think those are yeah. all great ways to, yeah. to do that, to adventure with them as well. Yeah. I mean, art projects, you can plant seeds in, you know, leftover egg cartons and start a little indoor garden. And um, one of my favorite things to do when we were kids and my kids love doing it too, is sprouting an avocado seed um, or beans and, you know, watching the roots come down in the glass and you're experiencing the thrill and the amazement of creation. and you know, got at work through an avocado seed or half of a sweet potato sprouting. Like there are, again, don't get caught in that comparison trap. Just utilize things that you have around home and you really can make the world come alive for your kids in simple ways. And don't ever minimize the power of a staycation. I know I live in a, a wonderful yes. town, but I'm not often purposeful to be an explorer, an adventurer, a traveler of my own city. And so I have to be kind of intentional about that, but to go to new restaurants here in town and take the kids to them and, and explore some of the places that you kind of just take for granted in your own town. I know we have a goal to mm -hmm. rate all the top hamburgers at each of the restaurants in our town. And mm -hmm. so that kind of forces us to go and explore and try new places. And my kids love it. It's just a simple little pleasure that doesn't cost a whole lot doesn't take a lot of planning or intentionality, but I have to make it happen. Yes. I think that having the mindset that all adventures outside is just not true. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's wonderful if you can do that, If but if you live in a big city with your kids, you may not be able to go take a hike. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot, or if you have a mom who maybe is disabled or has a chronic illness, you can still adventure indoors. It doesn't always have to be outdoors. Yes. Right. You had mentioned Franny and four boys with, a, you know, a, a large farm, Kate. I have four boys and I live on a little postage stamp of a urban lot. I maybe have to be a little bit more intentional to plan things 
out of doors and we have to, you know, go elsewhere to have some of those mm-hmm. outdoor adventures besides just our yard. But mm-hmm. I don't want to use that mm-hmm. as an excuse not to adventure with my kids. Excuse me for interrupting for just a second, mamas, to remind you that summer is just around the corner and with it comes looser and breezier schedules. I don't know about your kids, but in summer, my tweens and teens spend endless amounts of time at friends' homes, working at part-time jobs, or just playing basketball down the street at the neighborhood hoop. I'm not always with them in summer, but I can always be available because of the Gab phone. Have you heard of the Gab phone? It's a dumb phone that looks and feels like a smartphone. My tweens and teens can call, they can text, and they can get a hold of me whenever and wherever they need to. But I can have peace of mind knowing that they don't have access to the internet, and the shady internet doesn't have access to them. In honor of summer and for a limited time, all Gab phones and Gab watches are $50 off. So now's the best time to snag one. Head on over to gabwireless.com and use coupon code mom to mom at checkout. That's G-A-B-B wireless.com. Coupon code mom to mom in all capital letters to get one at $50 off. Well, I read a report recently, and this kind of really horrified me, that from the National Recreation and Parks Association, and it claims that children today spend less time outdoors than any other generation in history. They devote about four to seven minutes a day to outdoor play while spending upwards of a whopping seven and a half hours on a screen. I would love to flip that statistic, but if I'm being honest, I know that most moms don't have seven and a half hours in a day to devote to outdoor fun with their kids. So what's the solution? What's the happy medium to that? Gosh, I know in theory that that's true, but hearing the actual hours like that just blows my mind. So I agree with you. Like that statistic needs to be flipped. Mm -hmm. I think that it's going to require from us parents it is going to require something from us. We have to step in and say, my kid deserves something better. And that is going to require us saying, you have to put the device down. You have to turn off the screen because I think when kids are in school, especially if they're doing online schooling or they're at a school or even if they're home with us, because I think kids that are homeschooled are also still on screens they have that time that they have to be on the screens and maybe we can't avoid it, but the rest of the time, it is easier for us to default to, yes, you can have screen time in whatever that looks like. And I think that that is the easiest thing for us to do. And so sometimes we're tired or we're busy or we're distracted or we want to break. And so we want to say yes to screens, but we have to be diligent to say, Here's something else you can do. And that again, requires something more from us as parents, instead of just saying, turn off a screen and go outside. Sometimes our kids, if we say that they're, they're lost, they're like, well, I don't know what to do out there. So what I have found over and over again, when my kids are stuck and they say, I'm bored, or I don't know what to do, or I would rather do a video game or whatever it is. If I say, okay, let's think of some things you can do. And I offer them some suggestions coming alongside them like that 
is a much more powerful way to get them excited to be outside than to just say, go outside and play. Sometimes they just need a jump start, and then they remember, oh, yeah, I like being out here. Maybe offer to help them make a fort outside. I loved making forts when I was a kid, and an outdoor fort was so fun. I could set it up and then go in there and read or play with my dolls or write a letter to a friend. Maybe offer to set up an outdoor craft station with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Let them paint outside. Let them paint with water on the the driveway. We used to do that when we were little because my mom wasn't a huge fan of mess. <laughs> um, but it was fun to just write our name and then watch it disappear and write it out again. So just coming alongside them is a powerful way, I think, to remind them that they love to be outdoors. And I think that we have to put our phones down. Yes. What I've said on this podcast many times is what we model, they will follow. Yeah. So if we start putting our phones down, it always bothers me when you go into a restaurant and the mom and dad and the two kids Mm -hmm. are all on their phones. I think, you know, mom, dad, put your phones down. Then your kids see that you're not constantly on there. So I think that's something we could all do. Yes. Well, and I think too, you know, this isn't a show that hopes to add a bunch of shoulds to your day. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't want to guilt, blame, Mm -hmm. or should any mom into something that she Mm -hmm. right now in her season is unable to do. But hopefully this will be an inspiration for all of us to think about the limited amount of time that we have left with our kids and, and hopefully a gentle nudge to grab a hold of it and reach Mm -hmm. for something else besides our phone if there's opportunity to do so. Yeah. And honestly, the reason I wrote the book 100 Days of Adventure is to give parents and kids the encouragement when they feel stuck. Like, I just don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. And, And I remember as a kid, just loving the idea of lots of ideas like, oh, I could do this or this. And, and it it would just make me excited and think the world is so big and there's so many good Mm -hmm. things out there that I could be a part of. And so I wanted to offer that to kids now who I think sometimes are struggling because they don't have to think as much because there is so much waiting for them on a screen that when they get off the screen, they're, they get stuck and they think, oh, well, I don't know what to do because before I could just turn on the screen and it was, that was what I would do. But when that option is taken away from them, they might need help. They might need encouragement. And so being able to say, here are a hundred different ideas of fun things you could do out in the world, whether that's through art or nature or whatever else, there's a lot of ideas out there for them. I want them, I want them to be excited. I want them to be excited and be creative. And I think that there is stuff out there, but we need to encourage them and invite them and not just say, go play. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have to remember two things as moms. One, we have to be willing to sit and welcome their boredom because it's in the boredom that they begin to explore and reach outside Mm -hmm. of the, the normal routine, you know, Mm -hmm. to look for other things. And two, we have to remember that you know, at 42 years old, I have a lot of ideas and experiences mm-hmm. that I've done tools to yes. reach back into when I get bored for things that, oh yeah, I remember I like doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, my 10 year old has only 10 years worth of ideas. And so yes. things that I did as a child, like, you know, playing hopscotch out on the driveway and mm-hmm. making slime out of glue and glitter and all these things, 
that might seem like a no-brainer, easy tool to grab for me, but if he's never been introduced to it or had any experience with it, Mm -hmm. he's not going to run to it as quickly. So like you said, introducing them to even some of the pastimes we enjoyed as a kid that are totally out of vogue now because we're so old, (laughs) but we can revisit them. Yeah. I had my kids make tin can stilts after we read the book. Ramona, I think it's Ramona the Brave by Beverly Cleary, and she makes tin can stilts. And I did it when I was a kid after I read the book. I was like, this is genius. I'm doing it. And then the kids and I did it. And it was so fun and just something that is old fashioned, right? But it was great to make the experience of reading a book, make it come to life, and then to do a craft. And it was something they could use right away. And it was fun and active. But that wasn't something that they might have automatically known how to do. Uh, It was something that I could say, yeah, let me help you find these supplies and figure out how to do it and be excited about what we read and then make that excitement come to life. I was just going to say in homeschooling, we call that strewing where you lay out a feast of ideas for your kids so that they can, you know, tinker, sample and survey all these new experiences and ideas in order that they might know which ones they most enjoy and keep pursuing and exploring them. But they kind of need that sprinkling, Mm -hmm. that strewing, just like Mm -hmm. a farmer throws out seeds, hoping some of them will stick and sprout and grow deep roots. Mm -hmm. We as moms need to be the strewers in our home. Mm, I love that. I love that about your book that it doesn't just have ideas. It has lots of how-tos and recipes and things like that. I know my granddaughter, I I let her read it before I gave it to my daughter and she was looking through it and she saw so many ideas. She just loved it. So I know that that's going to stir some things up in her for things that she wants to do. So I I do encourage if you're listening to grab a hold of this book, it's going to give you just a million ideas of fun things that you didn't think of. I'm reading through it and I'm going, I, I would never have thought of that. So it encourages our creativity and gets our minds going. Speaking of that, can you give us just a handful of some quick, no-brainer, easy adventure ideas for our summer that we can just tuck away and pull out whenever needed? Sure. This one is going to require maybe you stay up a little later, but it's summertime, so you can. This is an adventure we've done a couple times to look up the when the Perside meteor shower is going to happen in your area. It's a meteor shower that happens every summer, usually in August. And it's, there's all these meteors that, that will be exploding in the sky. And it's over the course of about a week and a half. So, you know, you pick one night where like, we can stay up late and, or get up early, whichever works best for your family. And either just sit out in your backyard wrapped up in blankets or, drive out to someplace where it's a little darker and watch the meteors explode. I guarantee your kids will love it. Even if you only see one, one time it was cloudy and we only saw one, but we still remember it. That is a fun one you could put on the calendar and like look forward to all summer. Some easier ones. I mentioned tin can stilts. That is a super fun one. You could get out the spray paint and spray paint those cans, or uh, you could just paint them with a paintbrush. That was fun. My kids love doing that one. We make uh, homemade popsicles and 
my kids love when we make homemade popsicles because we make them, um, some of them with like yogurt and fruit so they could actually have a popsicle for breakfast. And I'm like, yeah, do it. Have a popsicle for breakfast. Great Mom idea. <laughs> it doesn't love that. Uh, and then water balloon fights are fun. Save those for one day when maybe people are a little bit grumpy. Maybe even you mom are a little grumpy. And then you say, Hey, let's have a water balloon fight today. Oh my gosh. It's so fun to throw water balloons at each other. And, um, I mean, you know, they can burn off a little steam. You can, everybody's laughing by the end. So those are just simple things that you can do just a wide variety, but those are some of the things that, that I think are pretty fun. I'm looking forward to doing this summer. So here's a very tangible proof of what Greta is talking about and in making memories from your kids and doing adventures in order to give them some handholds in their life and memories in their life. So she's talking about going out and seeing the meteor shower this summer, and we will provide a link in the show notes for how you can get some information about that. If, if that strikes your fancy, but I remember the very first time I met my mother-in-law who was herself a homeschool mom, she was still homeschooling my husband's youngest brother at 13. Mm -hmm. I came to Minnesota to meet her for the very first time. And that night there was a scheduled meteor shower. She woke me up at one in the morning and everyone up and drug us out to the backyard to see this meteor shower as an adventure for her 13 year old son. But really it was my first meteor shower too. And I will never forget it. I was probably, I don't know, 19, 20 years old, but I was still making memories watching those meteor showers. Wow. I love that story so much. I totally want to be your mother-in-law. <laughs> she And she's the one who does. I remember she also served me, I think, apple pie for breakfast because she's like, well, it has fruit in it and it's a pastry. So it counts. She's That's definitely right. the adventurer in the family, the go-getter. Greta was telling us and sharing with us some easy to implement adventures. I guess I just want to throw in one. I have her book, 100 Days of Adventure, Nature Activities, Creative Projects, and Field Trips for Every Season. And I plan to put it in a first day of summer basket for my kids. This is something I've done for the last couple of years. It's not my idea. It mm. actually came from my my friend Alicia Hutchinson, I'll put a link in the show notes of her great article on how to put together a summer fun basket, but it's just a basket that I kind of throw in, honestly, a lot of things that I would be needing to buy for summer anyway, like, yes. you know, a new lake towel, some mosquito spray or sunblock, maybe um, a new water squirter that I would need to replace old ones with. And then some fun things like ingredients to make s'mores in the backyard or fun little mm. summer candy treats or whatever, things that I probably would spend mm -hmm. money on in the summer anyway, but somehow it turns into a little bit more magic by putting them all in a basket and presenting them to sort of introduce and yeah. launch into summer. So I'm going to throw Greta's book in the basket for my kids. And I know that's going to spark a lot of summer adventures. And the best part is mm -hmm it doesn't always have to come from me and my idea. I can just hand them the book and they'll think, wow, adventures mm -hmm. in the palm of my hand. So Greta, can you just share a little bit before we close out the show today about your book, give moms a peek at what they could expect to find inside the pages? Sure. I mentioned some of the activities already, but really the idea is that there are a hundred different things to do. Um, not a million, but a hundred 
<laughs> and they're divided up by seasons because I thought I would love to be able to refer back to this book through the year. So you can use 25 for summer and there's a checklist. So your kids, if they're the list kind, or you are, you can check them off, but then you cannot feel overwhelmed. Like, Oh, I have to do hundred adventures this summer. Whew, that sounds like a lot. Instead, it's just 25 and you can refer back to it through the year. There are photographs and they're actually all photographs from my kids and I, um, and just adventures that we've done together. So they're real life pictures of our family and our friends. And then there's illustrations. So it's bright, it's colorful, it's engaging for kids. And there are a variety of ideas, whether you, you're more of an outside adventurer or inside. My daughter, when she was reading through my list, she said, you need more art in here. She's an artist. So there's art projects, there's cooking. Cause one of my sons loves to cook things like learning how to tie knots. That was something my boys, my older boys who are boy scouts, they recommended. Cause they're like, kids don't know how to tie knots. They need to learn how to tie knots. And so there's just a variety of fun activities. And some of them are activities your kids will be able to do on their own, but some are activities that they can invite you into. Because remember, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, connection is the goal and adventure is the vehicle. So my goal wasn't that they would just get the book and you could say, okay, have fun, bye. (laughs) But really it would inspire connection. So they could say, mom, dad, this sounds really fun. Will you do it with me? And so some of those adventures are going to be adventures that you guys could do as a family or as a parent and child, and you could adventure together and really build some incredible connections through adventuring. Well, Greta, I think you've really cast a vision for adventuring with our moms today. I know you have in my life and and I tend to be that type A mom as I shared. So I'm super excited and looking forward to summer and the chances to make some new adventures and new memories with my kids. Can you just tell our listeners where they can find you if they'd like to know more or, you know, like to follow you and get some more of your great ideas? Yeah. The best place to follow me is actually on Instagram. My handle there is ma and pa modern, or you could just put in Greta Eskridge and you'll find me. That's where I'm most active and where you'll find, you know, lots of our adventures, whether we're visiting the tide pools or hiking or using spray paint in the backyard. <laughs> and there, there's going to be lots to see there. You could also visit my website, GretaEskridge.com. If you'd like to read some articles I've written about things like homeschooling and parenting and connecting through adventure, those are the two best places to find me. And you can find both my books anywhere books are sold. Wonderful. And we'll all be watching on with bated breath to see if Kate shows us a picture of her spray painting adventures in the backyard with the grandkids. We'll be waiting and watching Kate. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, summer is here, mamas. No matter your personality or natural mothering bent, summer is your chance to be the fun mom. Since for many of us in our part of the world, it's really a very limited season. It's the perfect opportunity to practice yes, to lead with adventure, to take risks and try new things with our kids. If you're listening to this anytime between the day that it airs on May 31st to June 7th, you have a chance to grab some adventure for free. Greta has graciously offered to give away some copies of her new book to 
some mom to mom podcast listeners. So head on over to mom to mom on Instagram to find out how you can win. We want to thank Greta for joining us and thank you mom for tuning in. We know that your time is limited and we're so grateful that you'd spend a few moments with us. I'll send you off today with a challenge from a fun and adventurous voice from my own childhood. Let the words of Dr. Seuss inspire you for the coming months. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way.